Hey, before we hop into this episode, let's talk about why your website and digital presence isn't working. Now, I know what you're thinking, Michael, we talk all about the websites all the time. You talk about the websites, the website's a hammer, yada, 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 we get it. But for real though, it's shocking to me how much guesswork still takes place and how it's having a detrimental effect on what opportunities you are able to leverage. Now, over the last decade, especially for the OGDP beers, you know I've poured my soul into assembling a team that cares deeply about the progress of the retail auto industry, that believes in my mission to enrich and empower dealers to perpetually grow. Now I'm making my amazing marketing team accessible to the dealer playbook community so that you can start to thrive rather than merely survive. Right now, we're providing a just-for-you free website diagnostic that will show you exactly what you need to do in a priority sequence so that you can finally get the answers you need. Claim yours by visiting www.flexdealer.com forward slash website audit. That's www.flexdealer.com forward slash website dash audit. You, you mentioned earlier as well, just kind of marrying this back to some of those trends that we can see in the guidebook. I was blown away. I mean, it's one of the first few slides in the guide that talks about how um, consumer expectations grew by 10% towards like digital or, or was it online, this concept of online retailing. That, that seems yes. like a pretty dramatic jump. Is that strictly because of pandemic or are there other factors? Yeah, so um, I'll break that down a little bit. So in 2018, um, we, we conducted some research that showed that 1% of vehicle shoppers were completing that purchase all online. So you were buying a vehicle end to end. And then you fast forward to 2020, and we found that 10% of vehicle shoppers were completing that process end to end online. Now, that's a big jump, as you mentioned, you know, from 1% to 10% in two years is really significant in our industry. Um, that also, though, means that 90% are doing a hybrid version of that. So they're, they're anywhere in between. You know, they may want to um, still come to the dealership to assess their trade-in, have F&I discussions. Um, that varies by the person. Um, but it, it is a significant jump for us, and it is something that we want to make sure that we are we are paying attention to because that's now the expectation of the customer and the tools, the online retailing tools, the website tools are also evolving really, really quickly to meet that need. Um, and so I think it is a combination of the two. So obviously like customers were not leaving their house. They still needed to buy vehicles during COVID dealerships needed to remain open. So they all jointly moved into um, the comfort of online retailing. But I think having the tools on the site and us as an industry making that more available to the customers is only going to, you know, like we're just accelerating that now. So I think that also plays into the one to 10% jump. Um, if it wasn't available, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I, I think to the future as well, because we know that the circumstances of 2020, the pandemic, people staying at home, lockdowns, et cetera, we we've identified a couple of things first there's resilience in the auto industry because people went from seeing a vehicle as luxury to a utility 
and 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 I would say the the bounce back has been nothing short of miraculous. But if we were to average that over two years, um, the the statistics that's a you know call that that's like a four and a half percent increase per year in interest buying end to end uh, online since 2018, or or sorry, a five percent really if we just want to you know round it up, but. If that continues on that trajectory, let's say it slows down. Maybe it's only two and a half percent this year. But if we're going, if we're seeing a five percent increase in end-to-end transactions every couple of years, that should hopefully help your dealership look a little bit into the future and say, okay, what moves do I need to start making today in order to keep meeting that demand? You mentioned a hybrid model, and and that's always intriguing to me as well because I'm such a nerd, right? I would buy iPads over clothing if it was socially acceptable and just like duct tape iPads to my body and walk around like Robo. That that was really the first iteration of RoboCop. They're like, okay, so hear me out. There's this nerd who just wants to wear iPads for clothing. And they're like, no, no, that's not going to fly. And plus, what's an iPad? It's the 80s. Um, but that that's me. I'm such a nerd. I would be like, we're going to do everything we can to produce this model and perfect it while there are still some customers that will not buy end-to-end online. Like, I need to start figuring this out now. But let me ask you from your vantage point, what are some things that that you see that dealers need to be considering today? We know online retailing, but we know to go from a hybrid model or no model at all to a hybrid model, it can be a pretty big jump. And then a hybrid to a full end-to-end can be a pretty big jump. Like where, what, what should I be thinking about? Where do I need to, what do I need to focus on this year and maybe next year? So I'll take this at a little bit of a higher level first, because okay. um, what we really are aiming towards is to deliver what we call a customer led frictionless online purchasing experience. And so that encompasses, you know, full end to end and as well as hybrid. And so when we think about how do we get ready for that, and I agree with you, getting ready today to, uh, to support the evolution is really important. We, you know, in some ways, we're going back to basics. We're looking at, you know, the mobile website again and really assessing, like, does it load in three seconds or less? Because we know if the website is not loading and we, we have the, the, if there's a risk of losing the customer before the site is loaded, then we have, um, you know, we want them to obviously be on the website and continue their journey through. So I think looking at your your mobile website experience and becoming your own mystery shopper there, you know, I would recommend um, really taking just a step back and and walk through your mobile experience and say, is it easy to um, buy a car? Is it easy to contact a salesperson? Is it easy to schedule a fixed stops appointment? Like, you know, and just have that fresh perspective here as everything continues to move online. I think that's one thing we can do immediately. And the other thing is measurement. I think measurement is so important. So in this world of completely online or a mix of online and offline experiences, really understanding what website actions matter to your dealership is really, really important. And I think um, we should not take what, what used to be for granted. I think it's a great time to just reassess and re-understand what are people doing on my website? Where are they dropping off? Where are they engaging? And, you know, how can we continue to to move them through the experience, no matter how they choose to interact with your dealership? So to me, those insights will help really drive a lot of the next level decision-making um, to for your online retailing readiness. Yeah, I love that. 
it feeds into um, conversion rate optimization, which is something that we don't talk enough about, in my opinion, in this industry. Like at the end of the day, being a tech guy and being a marketing guy, like, can we just all be honest? But if we need to hold hands and sing Kumbaya for a minute, so we know we're not, I'm not hating on anybody. I'm not singling it, but a website is a bunch of pictures and text formatted on a computer screen. Like at the end of the day, it's your inventory formatted and merchandise, but it's pictures and text formatted on a computer screen. What matters more than because you, you know where we came back from. You, you said 20 years, right? And I'm, I'm going on, you know, 20, 22 years in the industry. Where did we come from, Lisette? It was buy this website. It will get you more traffic leads and sales. And then the next, buy this website. This website's going to get you traffic leads and sales. No, I've said this before on the show. My, my, my cockamamie foolish sounding analogy is this. I say, Lisette, I went to Home Depot the other day. I bought the most expensive hammer I could find and the darn thing still won't hang the pictures on the wall for me. Like I, I still have to do something. And so, you know, to, to your point, what really stands out to me is I love that you're drawing attention to um, understanding what actions people are or are not taking. And then also for me to get clear on what actions I, I want them to be taking or what I believe maps to my definition of success and, and more importantly, what maps to their definition of success. What are they trying to accomplish? So conversion rate optimization is understanding that the answer is not, this is maybe where I show the website providers some love now. It, it's not to just switch your website as an answer to the question. It's about to create, it's about creating a thesis saying, Ah, I see where people are dropping off. My thesis is if I were to make this adjustment, it would help more people achieve their desired outcome. So we're just going to make that one change. We're not going to, you know, like we were talking about pre-show, I'm not going to rearrange my entire living room. I'm going to move the pillows on the couch first, and then I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to identify if that works. And then once I've run that test for long enough and have enough conclusive data, then I will make another thesis and make another tweak. But I'm not going to just change everything I do all at once because then I can't identify what actually contributed to uh, an increase or a decrease, right? That's right. And there's two components to this. There's the, the actual website experience and, you know, what do you modify within your website experience piece by piece to make sure that a customer can move through it really seamlessly and then there's the media component and that's for, you know, where the automation comes in for us. So within, I'll talk about media and ad products for a moment within the, the marketing ecosystem, Google offers automation to do that as well. So you can, once you've understood what, what metrics are important for you, for your business to um, have them call your showroom, have them come in for service, et cetera, then you can optimize your media toward it through through machine learning and automation. And you can do that through maximizing your conversions. I want as many conversions as possible. Or you can do that through the weighting of your conversions, which says, I believe VDP views are more important to me than X or Y. And that's different for every website and every dealership. But um, once you have that that understanding from your site and what the customer is doing, you then tie that back to your media so that everything is driving toward that goal of um, getting them to take that action that you desire for your dealership. 
So it's not cookie cutter. Is that what I just heard you say? It's, it's like- not cookie cutter. No, it's not. Hmm. So when we join conferences and watch webinars and stuff, what's the best advice then? Because I think sometimes we share all this information or perhaps people are going to be downloading or have downloaded the, the, the dealer guidebook. Um, and they go, oh, okay, this is gospel. This is exactly how I need to implement this. Your encouragement then would be what? My encouragement is that's a really great place to start. So we've done a lot of research. We, we have done a lot of work. There are many case studies in the guidebook that show what other dealerships have done to make these tactics successful for their business. But marrying that with your particular dealership, your particular website, your business goals, you know what inventory is on your lot you need to sell is really where the, um, the broad meets the custom, you know, and, and for your dealership. And so then you can take um, the foundations that we put in guidebook and tailor those for your specific business. Um, so, you know, we look across the industry and we see these trends happening, but um, we, I know, for example, when we talk about um, online retailing at 10% of the industry, we've talked in the past, Asbury Automotive Group had reached 15% of their vehicle sales um, in Q1 of 2020 because they were they were already getting ready for that trend. So I, I point that out just to say that they're, Every business is different within this. We also share a profitability calculator that you can um, access as a dealer that I think is a really important um, element in understanding, you know, what, how marketing can help drive profitability for my business. Because what we really want is within the customization to look towards what does, what does my marketing cost per vehicle sold look like? And the profitability calculator is a spreadsheet that, that allows you to look at that as well. Um, so that you can, again, take the, the, the foundations that are in guidebook, marry them up with your specific profitability, your specific business needs, and come together with a custom program. Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. If you're ready to make big changes in your life and career and want to connect with positive, nurturing automotive professionals, join my exclusive DPB Pro community on Facebook. That's where we share information, ideas, and content that isn't shared anywhere else. I can't wait to meet you there. Thanks for listening.